This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com. Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. College Sports unfiltered.com. Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, Miss- I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. He's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, Golden Eagles. Uh, it's great to be back. It's great to be in my little bitty makeshift pillow-filled studio. Uh, hopefully the audio is a little bit better today. And um, and fired up. This man had the best week. Uh, had the best week, courtesy of Dr. Thornton. Got to go ahead and give him a shout-out right from the beginning. Uh, hooked me up with a roost pass. Uh, could not have had a better week. It was awesome. If this is your first time listening, we're here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. We have links to all those and more at jamiearrington.net slash to the top talk. Jason, we got a new Patreon this week. The men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter here at Southern Miss. Uh, if you want to support the show, check us out, patreon.com slash to the top talk. Now, so as you mentioned, you know, we had a, a great uh, week of baseball. Uh, we also had some softball, among other things to talk about. So let's just, let's start off. Let's just talk about how the games played out this week in Southern Miss baseball. Last Wednesday night, May the 1st, Southern Miss defeats Mississippi five to three. It was my maiden voyage, uh, pulling the Jeep into the roost, uh, all the way down there at spot number, uh, 39, I think it is. Uh, yeah, man, came away with that five to three victory. I think it was like the fifth largest crowd in Pete Taylor Park history, uh, 5,202 people. Uh, it was a fantastic night. You came out there with me, made that maiden voyage in the Jeep, and, um, man, I'm sure glad we got to go to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so what what happened in the game? The story of the game was Matt Walner. Um, we mentioned that we won five to three, but goodness gracious, this guy, um, Matt Walner ha- has has days where he looks um, like a normal baseball player, and even his normal days are probably better than most. Then he has days like this where he just just goes like straight Superman. Um, three for four, two RBIs, three runs scored. Uh, don't forget he jumped up and and robbed a home run over there in uh, in right field. And then right after that, nearly hosed a guy from the wall uh, in right center. I mean, just absolute through a head-high laser beam from the right center field wall all the way to first base, almost getting that runner retreating to first. Just superhuman stuff. Um, and also two freshmen, um, Lynch and LeBlanc, they had two hits each. Uh, those guys are really kind of finding their way in the back half of the season, even though they might have started off a little slow. Uh, Brian Bowen hit another home run. 
And then at the end of the game, J.C. Keys, uh, this guy is very special to me, coached him uh, years and years and years ago. But he came in and just absolutely slum, slammed the door shut, uh, two and two-thirds inning pitched, six Ks. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and make this note right now because it's going to come up later in the show. But I want to note that we had three errors during this game. Okay? It's a game that we won, and we had three errors. So we'll keep that in mind moving forward, talking about the rest of these games. It seemed it's gotten to the point where, yeah, and I'm sure you're going to get to this, but it's rare not to have an error in a game at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, um, and and there might be something to that. Then we move on to Friday, May the 3rd, the Golden Eagles taking on Florida Atlantic, falling to the Owls 8-5. to Lost the game 8-5, to but, you know, there were some bright spots. Gabe Montenegro uh, with a big day, four for five, four runs scored. Hunter Slater had two hits, two for four. Brian Bowen, again, absolutely been on fire for the last, I guess, better part of two months now, three for five, three RBIs. Walner got on base three times, two walks and one hit. We had no errors, okay, um, and we ended up losing that game. Uh, Walker, Walker Powell is still, I'm still kind of curious about this. Maybe you have a little bit more insight than I do, but Walker Powell, uh, five innings pitched. I know he had 80 pitches, I think 80 or 82 pitches thrown so far, but have not heard why, uh, he was pulled after those five innings. Hope it's not anything serious. Maybe he just ran out of gas early. I have no idea, but it seemed like he, you know, he, he had kind of found his way a little bit and was in a groove in the game. And after he came, uh, out, FAU really kind of poured it on a little bit. And we ended up losing that game eight to five. But yeah, the story of that game, I think, would be, I mean, outside of Montenegro going crazy, uh, why in the world they pulled, they pulled Powell? Do you have any, any idea what no, happened? I, I don't have any clue, man. And I, you know, there's a couple of decisions that didn't, didn't end up working out in our favor as far as who we put on the mound. But that being said, the bats were hot for the Owls this weekend as well. Yeah. They, uh, well, you know, and they came in with, with down two games. Um, as much as we want to talk about Southern Miss had the opportunity this weekend to kind of put it away as far as the conference goes. Um, you know, FAU really had to do as much as they could to not, um, to just to not be totally out of it. And, and they did. And we'll, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see what they did on Saturday night here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, that, that Friday game, uh, fairly, fairly, fairly well played game. Um, and FAU was just a little bit better. Then on Saturday, that's May the 4th, had a weather delay. Didn't get the game started until around 6 p.m. Golden Eagles took a shellacking, falling 18-9 to uh, to the Owls. Now, on the flip side of that, they did honor the 2019 College World Series team, and they did have a giveaway, Corky, head bobblehead, Corky Palmer bobbleheads. And of all the bobbleheads I've ever seen, this is one of the more realistic ones that have been produced. I got me one for sure, and my two-year-old nearly tore the head off within ten minutes of opening it up. But it's cool. Um, so now on my office, I'm looking at a Seymour bobblehead, a Corky Palmer bobblehead, and a Hula Girl. So I got three of those going for me right now, and yeah, it was cool seeing those guys come back. It was, um, it was, it was. <laughs> it might have been a little corny, but it was. It, you know, we we thought that Corky was going to throw out the first pitch. And uh, right before he threw it, he made a call to the bullpen. So Colin Cargill <laughs> threw the pitch. Nice. That was kind of neat. Uh, seeing those guys come back out, I mean, just they're they're all kind of living legends, really, 
um, on, on arguably the best team that's ever, uh, put on the uniform of Southern Miss. So <clears throat> immediately after that, uh, we, we did not show that we, uh, <laughs> we're still the best team, um, based on that one game anyway, but, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely cool to see, to see all those guys back. And there was a bunch of them. There was a, I'd say 10, 12 players came back. So that's really cool. Well, and you think about, you know, Dozier's still in the league. You have some of those guys that are coaching other around, you know, different places now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I imagine it's pretty tough to get everybody together, particularly during baseball season, but it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years. You know, what's really weird. starts making me feel super old is when players that I used to coach are now coaches. Um, and Kyle Maxey being one of those, Kyle Maxey, of course, a catcher on that, on that team, on that World Series team. Coached him at North Forest High School, and he is now – well, actually, I don't, he's not the head coach anymore at PCS. He is the athletic director. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like I'm old enough to, to have coached a guy that's an athletic director in high school now, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a shellacking, man. It was pretty brutal, but yeah. – uh, Bad night. You know, real bad night. Um, I, I would like to equate it to uh, or use a golf analogy here that you know you have stroke play then you have match play say like if i'm playing tiger woods in golf and i make it a nine on a hole and he makes a birdie on a hole well i still only lose the hole okay <laughs> i don't i don't actually have to put down the nine and him, him put down the three or whatever so uh that's that's kind of how i would have to look at it and as bad as it ended up at least we scored some runs late but yeah fau just absolutely destroyed the ball all night long um, lost the game 18 to nine FAU with 22 hits. Uh, and again, guess how many errors we had in this, in this loss? How many? Zero, zero errors in a loss. Um, if there was a bright spot, Cole, Don- Cole Donaldson with a, with a nice night, two for five, two runs scored and a triple, uh, Cody Carroll took the loss, but really nobody looked good on the mound. Um, and I, I really think that you just have to tip your hat. I can't remember how many home runs FAU hit, four or five or something. It seemed like the only thing shocking was when they didn't square a ball up. So the, it was just a, it was just a bad day, a bad night. Um, wish it could have gone better for that World Series team, but it didn't. And, um, and at that point, it kind of made, you know, that tied it up, right? That tied up the conference, uh, the conference lead. All of a sudden we, we had a two game lead, lost two in a row. So now we're tied at the top of the conference with the, uh, with a game coming up on Sunday, and it really turned it into a must-win, honestly, for the Golden Eagles, and and then and then we move on to Sunday. There you have it, Cinco de Mayo on Sunday, May the fifth. Golden Eagles salvaged the series, defeating the Owls eight to seven, and a familiar hero at the end of this game. Right, for sure. Um, and, and Slater hit another bomb. It looks like he's starting to find the groove again. Montenegro had another good day, two for four, uh, with a home run himself. Eric Horde, um, went, went two for four, um, hit a, uh, I thought he hit a triple, uh, but it only says a double in the, um, in the box score there. But you alluded to the, uh, clutch hit right there at the end coming from Cole Donaldson. Again, you remember we talked about it, I think two episodes ago. Where he had that big hit, um, heck, I can't remember who it was against. Anyway, um, USA against South Alabama. He had the huge hit against South Alabama, uh, to win the game. And he came up huge again, um, 
he really just ripped it down to third base. It probably took a bad hop uh, on the third baseman, caromed off the guy's shoulder. Golden Eagles scored to win it. Um, and so we finally win the game. The, the last game that we have won this week, we made three errors. So this game we made two errors. So the, the talk out in the roost was that <laughs> I think they might start actually sounding the horn when we get to two errors because it seems like we don't win a whole lot of games unless we make the two errors. So let's not, you know, let's, let's, let's give these errors the credit that they deserve <laughs> from now on. It's kind of tongue in, tongue in cheek, but who knows? You know, we have crazy stuff that goes on all, all the time at the Pete. Uh, this two error thing, uh, there might be some validity to it. So when we make an error, don't get down on the team because right after we make that second one, chances of us winning, uh, go up exponentially. So nice to see us get back in that error column and get a W. The Golden Eagles are now 31 and 15 on the season, 18 and 6 in Conference USA. RPI right now sitting at 38, which is um, about kind of where we started the week off at. I think we moved up to 38 after the win over Mississippi, and then, you know, various things moved us up and down, but we ended up back at 38 after the win on Sunday. Now, this coming weekend, we're going to be on the road with a three, three game series. At Rice, beginning Friday at 7.30 p.m. And, you know, Rice is sitting, their overall record right now is 19-26, and 26, okay? Um, right, well, that's against us. But um, I was looking back at their at their schedule for this year, uh, and they're actually 21-27 and 27 on the year. Anyway, um, they lost a lot of games early, but I'm looking at losses to Texas, Arizona, UC Irvine. Um, and they finally played somebody that uh, that they should destroy, Prairie View A&M, and they destroyed them. Um, scored 25 runs that game. You kind of look through the schedule, and they had they had another bad bad streak there playing Florida Atlantic. They got swept by Florida Atlantic. We saw how, how good those guys are. Um, they've played Texas A&M. Um, and you, you look at their, you look at their non, their non-conference strength of schedule is 26. So they definitely, like you said, taking on the Texas and the Baylor and, you know, Houston, Oklahoma. I mean, they've taken on a slew, Texas State, A&M. I mean, they've taken on a slew of top 50 teams outside of their conference, in the, of conference play. So, um, yeah, they, they, it's really hard to gauge them because they play, it's a tough, tough schedule. And a lot like the Golden Eagles this year, really, they've 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 been streaky. They've been it's been almost uh, unexplainable. I mean, look no further than um, at the end of April, uh, they sweep Louisiana Tech. Actually, they swept Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Tech back to back. Everybody, we all know how good Louisiana Tech can be, and um, and then they lose three in a row to Western Kentucky. Uh, not that Western Kentucky is that bad, but. Um, but, you know, it just kind of goes to show, number one, probably the parity in the league. And number two, how Rice is uh, is just kind of up and down, much like the Golden Eagles have been uh, for most of this year. Um, but we all know that Rice is still Rice. Uh, any time I, I show up and I see that uniform, I mean, I equate it to teams like LSU and um, teams like, like way back in the day, like Wichita State, you know, teams that, that there's – uh, Cal State Fullerton, the, those teams that are just kind of always around at the end of the year. Rice is one of those teams. And even though they've had a down year, a down couple of years, really, uh, Rice is still Rice. And we still, we, we, and believe me, 
we we can win we can win or lose against everybody you know against anybody so um going out to Houston this weekend we're going to, have to definitely bring our A game and 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 hopefully have these starters go deep in the game again uh to 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 give that bullpen a, a rest and have them ready on Sunday and it looks like they're a streaky team kind of like we are and you go back to their to they they've lost four in a row but last Wednesday night they lost to Houston Eight to two in ten innings. That's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Losing by six in extra innings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get that until you brought it up. But yeah, that's a. That takes some extra skill. They, they clearly didn't have two errors. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the the atmosphere this past weekend at the Pete. Like you said, I mean, uh, we've we've tagged along a couple of roof spots over the years. I used to kind of chief on when Shane had a spot out there. I used to go chill out there, but um, we had a spot out there. Got to see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of old friends, a lot of folks in with the university. I mean, we had we had our group, you know, Katie, Melissa, Jack, uh, Keith, and Laura, Coop and Tink. But then we had some other folks, some Southern Miss like staff come by. Jay Ladner was the first one we saw last Wednesday night. Came right up to us. Uh, we had the Jeep decked out in the uh, To the Top Talk with the To the Top Talk banner right there. And I don't know if he saw that. I'd like to think that he just saw me and knew my name. <laughs> but he probably looked at the banner but came right up. And, I mean, how hard was that, right, to just come up and just say hi, uh, say, hey, I'd love to be on the show. Um, it's not hard to do. It goes so far with the fans, and we, it seems like a lot of the people that we have in place. We've we've talked about it, you know. I think on last week's show, how we've got a bunch of guys that fit, and they all do that kind of stuff. Is as simple as it sounds. Come out, shake hands, uh, walk the roost, and um, and, and it really went along with me, and and it shows the character, uh that they have and 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 I, it was and, and and also uh jeremy mclean came out was that the day no mclean was there yesterday that night i hung out with brad smith for a while um brad came out and hang out for hung out for a couple of uh, innings really too and um i can't say enough about those guys so it was cool to see everybody come out and, and I, I i don't know if i can go back to normal life now with after after going through this roost thing <laughs> i'm not gonna have the spot forever uh dr thornton just with the ultimate hookup um i didn't think that i was gonna get it for the for the weekend but but uh after that old miss game he said that we had to keep riding it uh riding that winning streak and and then we didn't i thought he was gonna take it back but he let me have it for the whole weekend so that was really cool <laughs> I mean, I'm just tossing out some names from, for some other people that we saw. Drew Witt came by, the dude that uh, makes our graphics for us, uh, super guy. Of course, you know, running the Rick Maddox and the Hoffpower brothers, Jarrett and Josh. Um, Mark, I didn't see Jarrett and Josh. Oh, well, I was walking. I was actually going to the restroom, and I ran into I ran into Jarrett and Josh uh, over at I think Rick's tailgate. So it's good catching up with them. Marshant. Marshant Kenny. Uh, Car Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Neville, John Smith and Will Taylor, as always, um, Charlie and Sarah Wallace. True. True that. I thought it was cool how we – or weird how we had to – Drew, who does the graphics graphics and stuff, he's a young kid. He's 18 years old, and he's an absolute wizard with computery stuff. But uh, I had to tell him, like, hey, man, that's that's Marshant Kenny over there. And I don't think he really knew who it was. I said that's – he's like a 
a living legend. That's that's Sutter Miss Royalty right over there. <laughs> and um and kinda had to explain it to him. Uh so hopefully maybe he went back and watched some clips and he saw how cool or how good Marchant was back in the day. And and we've mentioned it before, but my goodness. That guy could strap it on right now, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. He did. He's still. I mean, still. If smart. I ever, if I ever start to being like a smartass to somebody, I hope that he's around. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, he likes us, and maybe he would have my back. <laughs> yeah. Well, only one way to find out. <laughs> of course, you were a boxer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's out of my. And I can't class. run anymore. So yeah, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't either, man. Uh, John and Shannon Nesser, Ryan Turner, and then uh, Christian Nesser. It was his birthday the other night when we were out there. Um. John Adams, Kevin Pearson, Robert Pearson, uh, Chris Leonard. Chris Leonard That's came right. by. Finally met, finally met Leonard. And um, we've been following each other on Twitter for so long. And even though I sit out in the roost, you know how it is. You kind of get with your own little spot. And I guess you got blinders on. But uh, nice to run across Leonard. Those guys, th- th- those guys make this thing go. You know, the roost guys. And it's it's such a cool atmosphere, such a just a family type of thing out there. And until you really get to experience it, um, maybe the way that we did, having your own spot, I don't know. I thought it was a lot different, and I thought it was super cool. And, and I'm glad I got to have a little a little semi vacation of my own. Um, you had a, a slight wardrobe malfunction the other night. You wanna you wanna tell us about that? Wore softball jersey. <laughs> So that's cool. That was pointed out to me. That was awesome. Um, so we you, don't care. Hey, it still fits me. But you bought uh, you bought the jersey. It's a gold jersey. It says Eagles across the front. I mean, if if you weren't keeping score, you would have had no idea. But the buttons yeah. were on a separate way, Somebody and they didn't go like, the way what down. What side is that button on? I said, what? It's on the uh, it's on the female side. But that's cool. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. And um, whatever, you know, it's cool. I'm gonna wear it again. So, uh, might not wear it anytime soon or anywhere around here, but I'll wear it, I'll wear it again. And, uh, <laughs> had to definitely throw on the, throw on the actual baseball jersey for the, uh, Sunday game. <laughs> Maybe Coach Hogue can hook you up with another one and we'll just, uh, we'll keep the party going. Yeah. That's what I need to do. I just need to go all in. Get rid of all baseball stuff. Just wear nothing but softball stuff. stuff. I mean, it, but the softball stuff looks good. I mean, like when I was looking at that stuff the other, at, the, at the jerseys when they had the jersey sale, I mean, I wouldn't have known unless I really got when I really started getting into it. I was like, man, this this is for a large. This is not very large. Yeah, you know, it throws you off though because you're looking at the football stuff, and the football stuff is like skin tight. Right. I don't know I, why is it that way. It's just stretchy, so it goes over the pads and then sucks in next to you well, it's, it's so you can't grab it it's like you know the jerseys ah. when we were in college were a little looser you could grab them so the big trend among you know with with all of the apparel makers i believe has just been to just as tight and and the russell ones were really tight but these adidas ones are like even more so i mean nate bargatze had a joke about a couple years ago about how like if you put like an Under Armour shirt, when you put it on, it shows you like all your problem areas. Like if you were going into a <laughs> uh, plastic surgeon, you just put an Under Armour shirt, and he'd be like, "Well, sh- well, clearly you can see where we're going to operate." <laughs> but but those Adidas jerseys, it's like that with the football pads. Like you can see every single, like you can see the shoulder pads, you can see where they stick out, you can see the guts, you can see the belly button. I mean, they they leave nothing to. I mean. I don't really ima- I have an imagination when it comes to those kind of things, but they they literally leave nothing to the imagination. I agree. 
And uh, that's the reason that I can't remember like what size I had to buy, but I couldn't believe I had to buy a size that was that big. But, but yeah, getting back to the original thing, straight up wore a softball jersey, and I will straight up wear that bad boy again because it fits me, and it's gold, and it says Eagles on it, and that's good enough for me. And Wendy Hoog is Wendy Hoog is super cool. Wendy Hoog. Wendy Hoog. Wendy Hoog. Hootie Hoog. <laughs> well, speaking of softball, the uh, softball team hosted Louisiana Tech this weekend. Uh, the first game was on Saturday, May the 4th. They had to delay because of the weather as well, getting one game in on Saturday instead of two. But they defeated Louisiana Tech 5-3 to before falling twice on Sunday, 8-1 uh, to and 4-1. to Now, Louisiana Tech, the, the, the top team in the league. So, I mean, it was uh, it's pretty excellent to at least get a win out of those. But one of the cool things uh, about that this series is – you know, Louisiana Tech's softball field was demolished in a tornado last week. So Coach Hogue for Senior Day uh, honored the five Louisiana Tech seniors, which was really an awesome gesture. And the Louisiana Tech softball team tweeted about it today. So it was it was uh, something you, you really like to see and, and really speaks to her character. Yeah, straight class. She's, I mean, and I guess everybody that listened to the episode that we had with Wendy uh, can probably tell that, but... uh I mean, would you expect anything less from Coach Hogue? I mean, probably would you expect anything less from Southern Miss in general? Uh, but specifically, um, Coach Hogue. And that's, and that goes a long way. It almost makes me not feel that bad about losing two out of three this weekend. <laughs> number one, tech's really good, but number two, goodness gracious, you know, their field's gone. Uh, they're talking about the baseball and softball. It's probably going to be one year from now. Or, or one year from, from when the tornado hit to when the field's ready to go again. So probably all next year they're going to be somewhere else. We remember a little bit about that with, uh, with our, uh, situation with the football field. Um, and then don't forget, you know, it happened to Oak Grove. Uh, John Carter's senior year. They, I, was it his senior year or junior year? Maybe it was, I think it was his senior year where they, uh, they played like all their games on the road, you know? Um, well, and, that, and, that tornado came through, so it's it's it sucks. It's a big deal, and I'm I'm glad that we could at least do a little bit of our part to make them feel a little bit better. They had to beat us in something. I mean, it was bound to happen at some point, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good point. Best of luck. I mean, we're gonna have a tough time getting a rematch, and this is this is why. So the Conference USA Softball Championship Tournament is in Birmingham, Alabama, this week. Uh, the, the Lady Eagles are playing the first game on Wednesday. Uh, Southern Miss coming into this game as the number five seed. They will be taking on the number eight seed, UTSA, at noon. The winner of that game will go on to play the number four seed, Marshall, at 5 p.m., and then the bracket goes on and on from there. So the, the, the weird thing about this is there are eight teams in the tournament. There are eight softball teams. Four of these teams have buys. Two of those teams have double buys. So for the for the Lady Eagles to win the tournament, they're going to have to win two more games than the number one seed and the number two seed. It's it's really a strange. I mean, usually if it's eight teams, you just have, you have no buys. You just play one versus eight and then go from there. But uh, this is Conference USA, and we choose to do things a little differently. I was looking at the bracket, and and I'm not like a bracket genius, but. I couldn't really understand what I was looking at. And then you were trying to explain it to me when I was driving down the road earlier today. And I think I agreed with you, but I really still didn't understand it. And I still don't understand the logic behind it. 
I mean, I get it now. I know exactly how it's going to go down, but why? Did, did we get like a better deal if it doesn't go as many games or something? I'd, I'd like to know. I'm not, not to, I'm not saying that the top teams in the league shouldn't have an advantage. Yeah. But this is, uh, this is a real huge advantage. Um, and I mean, it, it makes it super tough for, for teams like Southern Miss to have a legitimate shot. Not that it can't be done, but goodness gracious. I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is the norm in softball. I know I, I haven't really paid attention to a lot of softball through the years. Uh, maybe this is how it always is. But I, and, and I don't know. Just, just, just weird. It's just, it's weird. And at the same time, it's, <laughs> you know, it's pretty typical of what I would expect out of Conference USA. Best of luck to Southern Miss softball this week. You know, we'll, we'll be pulling for you. We'll be keeping up. And I think some of these games are going to be on the two, but you can check the Southern Miss Twitter account or the website to get all that information. Some other news, just some random news this week. So this past Friday, Jimmy Buffett shows up on campus on his way to Jazz Fest. He's, he filmed something. I don't know what it was, but on Instagram, Instagram stories, which are little things you can post. They go away after a day. He, he, he posted himself. Um, he was flying. He flew the plane there. Then he, he, he showed a video of, uh, them arriving onto campus. Then he showed a video of him filming some spots. Uh, it looked like Bennett Auditorium. And then he showed a picture of him and Dr. Bennett. So it was really cool to see him back on campus. I'm sure we'll find out what the reasoning for that was, what, what kind of video they're putting out there. And then he headed down to, to Jazz Fest and, uh, I'm sure he had a great time down there. Well, clearly he was here to, you know, sponsor our, our athletic teams and make it be like not the Rock anymore, but Margaritaville Stadium. So that's cool with me. I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's getting involved. Margaritaville Green Coliseum. Yeah. Margaritaville I, Pete Taylor. Margarita Pete Taylor Park. Something. <laughs> uh, Landshark presents to the top talk. Ooh. Now we're talking. Yeah. He, he doesn't know about the show. We're, no. we're reaching there. Uh, so, but hey, man, it's really cool to see him back on campus. So absolutely, and he's even this is a couple years in a row been back in the burg. So let's make it a yearly event. Bring that man some peanut butter. <laughs> Golden Eagle uh, offensive lineman Travion Clayton. He announced via Twitter this week that he is entering the transfer for portal. He's a guy that kind of got lost on the depth chart a little bit. Uh, best of luck to to Travion Clayton with wherever he ends up. You know, it's a situation now where. You can afford to lose an offensive lineman because of all the depth we've got there now. So, um, you know, you hate to see anybody leave, but if he thinks it's what's best for him, best of luck to him. Better to happen now than later. And isn't that, how weird is that to be able to lose an offensive lineman and not really have to bat an eye? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a minute. It's been quite a minute. Uh, graduation's coming up this coming weekend, and... I saw on Twitter where Jalen Richard, former Southern Miss running back, is coming back to walk. I believe he graduated last year and, uh, you know, really wanted to walk. So he got in touch with some folks at the school and they made it happen. So he'll be back in the Hub City this week to walk uh, as a Golden Eagle, which is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome that he, you know, went pro but came back and got his degree. Did you get an invite? <laughs> I did not get an invite. Remember, you and Jalen had kind of had a relationship there for a little bit. I think he uh, signed a jersey for you or something. Oh, after no, I gave him his old. I gave him his old jersey. But oh, like, okay, okay. he yeah. As soon as he starts scoring touchdowns, I mean, he was 
he was dealing more with ESPN than just lost your number. Yeah, right. I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, we're proud of him clearly and, and, uh, hope, hoping bigger and better things come for him. Also, former Golden Eagle offensive lineman Brandon Former, Brandon Farmer, got married this past weekend. His longtime girlfriend, Chloe. Uh, best of luck to them. I saw some photos with some of the old players. Mullins was there. Um, you know, some of the old Golden Eagles from that 2015 mm-hmm. squad. So best of luck to Brandon Farmer. He was also, I know he worked at Brewski's. And uh, I think one time he almost didn't let me back into my own show. <laughs> so <laughs> That would have been the coolest thing ever. I wonder if I could have handled it. If I could have, like, introduced the people. No, gone like, up and done the whole thing about no texting, no sexting, lights up your face or whatever that I'm you do. I'm sure you could have. I'm sure you – I mean, it's pretty easy, you know, But then obviously. I'd have to go into jokes, and that's where I'm out. I don't know that you would. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just get just straight tomatoed off of there. Yeah, you get straight tomatoed off the stage. <laughs> well, let's shut it down. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at bumper J Bailey, fake J Hobson as well. Oh, by the way, I was on uh Bo bounds this past week and I had to break out the fake J impression. He uh, was very cool. He asked about, you know, Hey, you do a J Hobson impression. I had to break it down for him and tell him, you know, how we came up with it. And like some of the odd things that J does. And then some of the kind of the things that we kind of just threw into the mix. So if you search for Jamie Arrington on iTunes, it'll pop up on out of bounds with Bo bounds. Uh, but, um, you know, cool to be back on the show with Bo. We're going to try to set some up again this summer. And, uh, yeah, I got to do, I got to make the rounds to promote last for life this summer. Uh, so, by the way, last for life is on August the 2nd. It is our fourth annual comedy benefit show here with the proceeds going towards cancer and cancer research. And this year we've got Frank Caliendo as seen on mad TV, Fox sports, NFL Sunday, ESPN, and he's bringing along a special guest in Keith Alberstadt. So it's going to be an amazing show here in the Hub City. And this was just announced. Hub City Comedy, we're having our ninth anniversary show at Brewski's in Hattiesburg on Friday, June the 7th. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Tickets are only five bucks. You can see some of the best local comedians in the area. Basically, got about 14, 15 comics go up. Nathan Hosey's going to be there. Whoa. So, uh, my rival, Nathan Hosey, is going to be back, back on stage. He says he's got some new stuff. I'm not making any guarantees, but it'll be a great time. Nate Dog back in the house. One of my favorites. Nine years? Is that right? That is, dude, yeah. Nine years ago, we were sitting at the table. It was, it was April the 2nd. We, we had the, uh, for the, for the listeners that don't know, we're going to divulge into what happened with Hub City Comedy, but Rock 104 had an open mic comedy competition. And I'd always wanted to do it. And I, I guess I was just scared, didn't really have a place to go. So it was just kind of one of those things like opportunities weren't there and you weren't really sure how to make them. So I put a set together and, uh, you were nervous before that show, man. I was very nervous, <laughs> but you killed it. I mean, as far as killing it that night, yes, it's, it's pretty brutal if you watch it now, <laughs> but I mean, the competition was not very stout. It was, I think second place was a milkman and third place was this chubby hick ventriloquist that did old hee-haw jokes uh so i mean it was pretty brutal but <laughs> which was which was pretty she got a lot of laughs i don't know if it was for the content but it was pretty hilarious and uh yeah and then tom colt's like yeah we're never doing this again <laughs> wasn't mercer and there mercer was there as first time i met mercer morrison and then me and mercer decided we wanted to do comedy in hattiesburg and 
you know, nobody was going to come just to watch us. So we had to kind of create a scene. So that's kind of how Hope City Comedy started. And then, you know, we started bringing in headliners and just kind of snowballed from there. So, yeah, it's been nine years, uh, just past nine years when we met. So we, we started Hope City Comedy in June of 2010. So ninth anniversary show should be a should be a good time. Um, let's give some shout outs. Shout outs to our friends at collegesportsunfiltered.com. Go check them out. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter here at Southern Miss. Shout out to Drew Wick for slinging the graphics. Also, special happy birthday to Ron Tickle. Is that how you say that? I don't Tickle. know. I, I, I never... know, but I'm pretty sure he's in Southwest Ohio. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ron. Hope you have a good one. Jason. Happy birthday. You have any shout outs? Uh, again, I got to give it up to Dr. Thorne one more time. Dude straight up hooked me up. And, um, and also, uh, uh yesterday saw Jesse Finver from WJTV out of Jackson came out to the roost, did a piece on it. Uh, I know I sent it to you earlier. I can't remember if we tweeted that out or not, but, uh, did a little, did a little, uh, spot on the roost. So if you guys can go, uh, maybe we'll, I'll, I'll tweet that out later tonight just for anybody who didn't see it but he went all the way through the roost and talked to talked to rick talked to rick maddox talked to jody lot uh under rick maddox if you watch it because <laughs> because under jody it said the mayor of the roost right under rick it just said rooster <laughs> <laughs> which was great um and, and then when, when he was down by john and uh zach and and all those guys uh <clears throat> spot right down there on the end with the horns he told us right when he says the word roost that he wants everybody to go crazy. When you're watching this thing, right when he said the roost, uh, our uh, Hunter Slater missed the ball at first base and we made an error. Oh, <laughs> so it's wow. like, oh, hey, <laughs> it wasn't great. But um, but yeah, so shout out to Jesse Finver for driving down from Jackson and, and showing some love to Southern Miss. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, you guys be sure to check that out. Hey, also, vote for To The Top Talk for Best Local Podcast in this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Voting going on right now at FestivalSouth.org. Do it for Bump. I've completely forgotten to vote for like the last week. Well, that's your, really bad. your loss. Yeah. If you want to support the show, go check out Patreon.com. If you want to put an ad on the show, you want to sponsor the show as a whole, or just make a contribution, you can do that there. Look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating and a review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>